worst nightmare is back. And the New England Patriots will be the first dynasty of the 21st century. Pass is intercepted at the goal line. Unreal. What's going on, everybody? It is Justin, and welcome into episode 39 of View from the Cheap Seats, as always presented by Guy Boston Sports. As always, I am joined by Pops, AJ, and Tate. And today, host of the Outfield Podcast, our boy J Mac. What's up, dog? What's going on, brothers? How you, how you fellas doing? Hey, man, football's back. We can't really bitch. Yep. Really fucking excited. Unofficial opening of the 2019 NFL season. We also don't have to watch the fucking shit fuck Red Sox. Yeah, that's been a rough one this year. That's for sure. That's that's another day, another podcast. I think. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm sorry, but when everybody gets excited about a game going two hours and what 16 minutes, that that's pretty bad. Yeah, because even the season ticket holders just feel obligated to go. They don't want to go. They're just like, I spent all this fucking money. Exactly. It's been, I think it's been fucking miserable in Boston, too, as far as weather oh, yeah. and all that shit goes. So, yeah, yeah fuck were, that as far as sitting out there like that. People were tagging the Patriots a couple weeks ago being like, you up? Are you up? Are you up? Like, <laughs> we need the fucking Red Sox to just be done for the year and we can just focus on the good shit. But, uh, well, we appreciate you coming on the show, dude. We've been, you know, yeah, we've been Twitter homies and we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, we really have. I appreciate you guys having me. We've probably been connected now for, I don't know, what, about six, eight months, something like that. It's and been a while, just, yeah. Yeah, BSing about the Patriots and shitting on EEI and all that stuff. And it's yeah, just, man, uh, you, That's what we do, dog. That's that's our bread it, and butter, homie. I you fucking know. love it. You know, I live in Dallas, so I'm away from the Boston scene now, I, I, but I'm from up there and everything and, oh, you, you know, we got family it. and whatnot. So, I, I, you know, I'm always following what's going on and always – uh you know, keeping plugged in with how bad the EI is shitting themselves. And, you know, I, it, that's going to be a theme. I definitely – I feel like shitting on them today pretty hard. So, we're going to do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's actually funny. I meant to tell you guys this. Uh, I think J-Mac might have seen it because I retweeted it. I think I just put, like, fucking oof or something. But Entercom, the company that owns WEI, their stock dropped, like, 45% after the new morning show started. Oh, oh that Greg Hill show they, fucking stinks. Like, they got – Holy they shit. Got, fucking massacred still, on that shit well they're still sending out mediocre shit so they're not changing anything and yeah they're just like fuck it we don't care <laughs> well they said the only show that's doing halfway decent is what zolak and bertrand that's 985 though that's not we oh. yeah it's which is also in the shitter as well yeah well because fucking you got fuck hole and maz right they oh. just decided it seemed like that they can't handle the heat and that they didn't you know so they just decided to get out of the kitchen which i guess in some ways you respect what you are but like Man, just because you can't get someone to suck John Henry's dick or whatever doesn't mean you should be changing your format when you're doing deep ratings. <laughs> exactly. No, you're well, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Anything with Michael <laughs> Holly blows as far as I'm concerned. Oh, oh God. Fuck. So true. That guy is such a dick, man. I can't stand him. <sighs> Shout out, Ron. <sighs> yeah. Just the fucking worst. Um, All right. Cool. Well, it's fun shitting on WEI, and we will absolutely come back to this. But we had, a, fucking, we had a football game to talk about, boys. Yeah, Hell yeah. We got a fucking real live on TV New England NFL football game. And uh, we got game. some notes and we have some things to talk about because I didn't really see that much that made me feel like that was bad in any way. It felt like the Patriots were just good everywhere. Yeah, they were a little sloppy on penalties, but I mean, other that's than preseason. Not, that's you know, that's, the way yeah. I felt with all these rookies, yeah. but I mean, I was pretty excited about watching it, believe me. Mm. Absolutely. But, um, so, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go through some of the show notes that I made. 
Um, that pass rush, holy fuck. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you ended night with nine fucking sacks. That's, you know. Yeah, it was like nine sacks. That's a night. Loss of 92 yards plus an interception. John I mean, Simon. If we see that every week, man, the rest of the league is going to be shitting in their pants, man. Yeah, it's not going to be fair. They're just going to cancel the rest of the year and just be like, all right, whatever. Here's a seventh fucking trophy. Can they trophy. finally call it the New England Invitational if they do that? <laughs> they should, okay, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, they literally should just call it like the Tom Brady Invitational or something. No, the New Seriously. England Invitational. I feel like that's a good name for it. Or the Boston Invitational, whatever. The yeah. fuck you were better than everybody this game. You have no chance Invitational. Yeah, the sure. New England Titletown Invitational. <laughs> Hell yes. Hey, um, I, I felt like that was an area where they really struggled the last two years as far as aging goes. And so to see that they – it just felt very spry and, and very young and energetic for the first time in a long time yeah, on, the, like on that ready, pass rush. felt like they yeah. were ready to fucking go Thursday night. I've like been this about, yeah. about this defense in a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah like you said, yeah. the pass rush the last couple of years has been pretty lacking. Not pretty lacking. Luckily, we've had good corners. It hasn't been anything to worry about, but – yeah, the corners have bailed us out. But this year, I think it's going to be the backers, man. They're going to be getting in everybody's ass this year, I think. We just have too many good guys playing linebacker. Like, it's not fair. We got Hightower, Bentley, Van Noy, fucking uh, – who else we got? John Simon, Jamie Collins, fucking uh, my boy Chase motherfucking Winovich. Yep. We'll get to him at some point because that dude fucks. Yeah, he definitely oh. was going at it. I want to hear you guys take on Van Noy as well as far as the step forward that you guys anticipate him taking this year. Because I can't really put my finger on what my expectation should be. I think we can probably just expect what we got last year. Just the guy who just fucks up a backfield. He makes nice special teams plays as well every now and again. I think, at least for me, I don't know about you guys. I mean, we can go around, but I think we're probably going to get the same Kyle Van Noy we had last year, which is a really fucking good linebacker. I like Van Noy. I think he's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think he's going to change it up. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, he's not going to have any added leadership because I know if Gerard Mayo's there, Hightower's going to be the defensive captain. That's basically just what's going to happen. And I can live with that. Hightower's a good fucking signal caller and he gets the job done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, don't, don't uh, fix what is it broken here. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you know, our our linebacking core is the least of my fucking worries about this team. Just look at that. Well, that's, Maybe that's why he didn't play. I don't know. Well, the, a lot of the guys, a lot of the start. Well, that's the thing. Van Noy's going to be on the team. Van Noy's going to be starting against the fucking like, Steelers in a couple just weeks. Just let him, here. like I said, just let him go out and be consistent. You know what I mean? But, you know how nice it feels saying he's going to be starting in a couple weeks here instead of six months from now? Yep. Fucking great. Ah! Oh, hey, Sam. Hi, buddy. But you basically just leave that guy alone. You leave somebody like Van Noy completely alone and just let him do what he's always done. Just just leave him to his own devices and he'll fucking... Yeah, just let him go after. fuck up a backfield, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, I kind of think he'll we'll, we'll take a step forward in a way, though, because of this, the experience factor alone. Yeah. That stuff is huge. Yeah, that's a, that is a good point. I mean, being there, you know, those guys, you know, Bruski wasn't a, like, monster until probably, what, his third or fourth year. And this is this will be right. Van Noy's fourth. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what a fucking career that dude has. Go to Det- get drafted by Detroit, get sent here, go to the Super Bowl three years in a row, and win two of them. Yep. Incredible. Goddamn! <laughs> Everybody wants to come here, man. Goddamn! I just I, I love the people that seem to always doubt the Patriots in this way because it's a, re- a proven recipe for success. So you get the right guys who are interested in working hard, like Van Noy, and put them in the system. Guess what happens? We win fucking rings. It's pretty a straightforward. A lot of fucking rings. Well, Belichick knows how to get to get the best out of these guys. He's no names. He's well because he sees the one thing they're good at, and he goes, "All right, well, let's just focus on the one fucking thing he's good at, and not ask him to do the shit he's bad at." It's fucking that easy. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's, it's literally, literally not, not that hard. hard. It's, I'm not a fucking NFL. I don't work for the NFL. 
but it doesn't take a goddamn rocket scientist to go. You do what the guy's good at. Okay. Right. If Tom Brady's good at throwing. <laughs> we don't ask Tom Brady to run because you know what he's bad at running. Running. He's really bad at running. Yeah. But you know yeah. what he's really good at? Picking up hard defenses and getting 500 yards a game. Getting that ball out. Yeah. Wait, exactly. No Brady gets through that. Brady, Brady's read progression is fucking obscene. It's like half a second. He's like, no, no, no. Yep. And then just fucking nope. ball's gone. It's dumb. It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, all right. I want to talk about two people that I liked at least. Uh, Maurice Harris and Jacoby Myers. Hell fucking yeah, baby. Yeah. Miguel, somebody said something on Twitter. Uh during the game about Jacoby Myers and was like, this dude won't even make the team. And uh, Miguel at Pat's cap freaking retweeted it. And he was like, he's like, what do you say? I'm paraphrasing. Cause I know he doesn't swear on his Twitter, but essentially it was don't talk shit about this year's Super Bowl MVP. And I was like, damn, oh, Miguel is a Friday. big fan of Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Just fucking yeah. put it out there. That's no, a bold hot but I think I think Jacoby Myers. I mean, I was reading in camp that him and Brady had like a genuine good connection already, and the same thing with Maurice Harris. And Maurice Harris caught a contested touchdown from Hoyer in the end zone to get us our first points of the night, and then Jacoby Myers caught freaking two touchdowns as well. And the kid's yeah, fucking right. the kid's fast, man. Yeah, I gotta hear. He knows his routes. He does. He just. They, I'm. I'm just. I'm assuming they're probably only giving him like six or seven routes to run. Yeah, he he's just up, a burner. He wound up getting two touchdowns, six receptions, 69, 69 yards. yards on eight targets. Can we get a collective nice? Nice. 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 <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, Hoyer was I, – I got to say, man, there's been some bad mouthing about Brian Hoyer on the internets lately. Well, we and can... I'm not going to have that, dude, because what did he do? He played out his ass. He, that bald motherfucker, just came out and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go 12-14 of 14 for 147 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. With like a QBR of 132, I think. Yeah, he did yeah, well. We made fun of him at training camp, too, so I kind of feel bad. Yeah, we didn't make fun of him. We, <laughs> we I, Dude, I said, hey, we I said, Hoyer, and I waved at him. We definitely joined in with him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, okay, so J-Mac, I don't know if you know the story. AJ and I were at training camp. Uh, yeah. A couple weeks ago, and we were at the ramp behind where like the banners are, where the players leave the field after training camp. And Hoyer walks by, and I yelled like "Yo, Hoyer, whatever," and waved at him, and he waved back. And this fucking kid comes up to me and AJ. He goes, "You guys should yell, hey Brian, you're the best quarterback on this team right now, and just see what happens." And I was like, <laughs> "Ah, oh man, <laughs> like Brian, I like you, man, but yeah." I'm sorry. Really put you in a quandary. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get my mouth to say it. But the kid takes it a step further. He goes, "You got to get real sincere with it and just go, Brian, be the best thing to ever happen to this team. <laughs> like just Holy give him the shit. biggest, <laughs> give him the biggest ball wipe of all time. Yeah, you're the best oh. thing to happen to this team. Plus give, the yeah, other give, five you used give to Brian for. Hoyer a fucking like verbal reach around. <laughs> the other side of that though is if you ha- had you given him that kind of unwavering confidence. I don't know that he'd be playing as well as he did in his preseason game. So, I mean, probably. it's probably a good thing you didn't go that direction. Me and AJ just got <laughs> us the best. That's my dog being an asshole. I apologize. I love him very much. But if you, if you hear the squeaks, that's him. Um, we're a low-budget show, man. We don't have a studio. We're doing this. <laughs> Chris trying to get involved. Basement. I get it. <laughs> um, all right. So, I definitely want to talk about uh, Jarrett Stidham. I thought he looked decisive. I thought he looked good with his reads. I thought he looked like he – I, apparently what I read is he also was good at commanding the team in no huddle, which I think is impressive well, because that say, means he has command where he can go, 
shut the fuck up, get the fuck up here, we're going. And the team goes, cool, all right, let's follow this dude. Well, they said one knock on him was camp- in camp was his reading, his yeah. progression reading. But He was going he through him, like it the other fucking night. beautiful the other night, man. It was just like, boom, boom, ball's gone. It was like the second he saw a, a window and he thought, I can get that in there. He yep. just he didn't fucking second guess himself because he's a rookie. He said, I'm going to let this fucking thing fly. And he sucks some fucking some good passes right up the seam, man. Nice 50, 60 mile an hour ball right up the middle. Like that's that's a good pass. Like gunslinger well, mentality. Those are like dude, it. those are hard, man. Those passes right up the middle. You gotta clear two lines of bodies. These guys going downfield, you throw that ball up. Those guys oh, going yeah. like Gunnar Ashevsky and shit, you gotta throw those just barely over their heads. Yeah, but like exactly. they said, man, it's mm-hmm. it's preseason and stuff. You gotta leave it all in the field. You have to. Because if you don't, you know yeah. Stidham went out and make fucking, it or break it now. Stidham went out and fucking became Studham. And it's thing- interesting. I've I've actually been watching this guy for a very long time because he was a very high touted prospect for different colleges here in Texas. Okay. And so he's kind of been in my face for the last seven or eight years now, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, like really coming out of high school, and that kid is damn talented. He bounced around in in college just because he never really landed in the right situation. So whenever I saw the P- Patriots pick him up. I was really stoked about that because I really felt like, okay, at least this is somebody that they can groom and develop. Almost like what the idea with Ryan Mallett, except, you know, not terrible. And But he's tall. Yeah, (laughs) true. He's tall. (laughs) Uh, And so it was awesome to see this. And he's a really smart football player. Like he, he, uh, kind of you guys point, he makes the reads properly. He understands the vision. He just needs to be developed more. This is a great time for him to be sitting behind Brady and Hoyer. I That's think. a fucking loop. So I'm saying, who better to develop him than besides Brady? I mean, and even Hoyer. I mean, Hoyer's an 11 year. This is his 11th year, so he can also, if Brady's not available, he can go, hey, Brian, you know, what would Tom want me to do here? And I'm sure Brian, this is Brian's second time on this merry-go-round. He'll go, oh, okay, so what he's going to want you to do here is blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, he'll just fucking, he'll just, he's only, the kid's only going to get better. Yep. Right. You know? That was like, the Thursday night was the first time we've seen him. There's no way you know the last about... time I the last time me and AJ saw him, he was carrying Brady's pads off the field and his helmet and his helmet. And, and the best stuff. part about it is he'll develop these skills that we won't really see, and then all of a sudden one day Belichick will just pull it out somewhere, and it'll just fucking fool everybody. It happens yeah. all the time. It's because he's an evil yeah. genius. Yep. I got a yeah. I got a question for you then, Jay Mack, and I guess for everybody. But do you think you think Stidham's gonna make the team? I do. I think yeah, so. See, I, I do think, too, but think I think that people free? are really putting pressure on the quarterback situation. I think the, we could talk about the contract thing here in a minute because I want to get you guys' take on this Brady contract. But, like, I, I feel like they're trying to start to make some plans. It seems like they need to, just in case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. You think they're going to carry three quarterbacks this year, though? Because I don't see Stidham falling to the practice squad. I don't think he's going to make it past the fucking waivers. Yeah. Team like Miami will go, oh, God, Josh fucking Rosen. <laughs> yeah. That's they'll be like, he played thing. for the Patriots for six weeks. He's probably better than this guy. And then they'll just probably true. Stare at it. They'll throw Stidham out there and he'll get fucking killed. Yeah. That's <sighs> a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I, that is a good point about going in with three because, I mean, you've got to keep Boyer, obviously. I mean, that's just a given. So I, that does make it really difficult, though. Well, I, I know Stidham's going to push him, too, push Hoyer to be better. Because right. he's going to want that job, and I mean, if if Hoyer gets cut from the Patriots, where do you think he goes next? I think he's done. It's got to be because he's already been with five. Other, he's been at five other teams, and he didn't seem to stick anywhere. I'd have to get so, a Hoyer I mean, no, that's like that's genuine. Like he could, like if the Patriots let Hoyer go, I could see the Jets being like, "Do you want like a year? Let's go, Just bud. like backup Darnold, basically. Like you know, yeah, pretty much what Brady. they did with Fitzpatrick. 
Get that yeah. five no, minutes back true. to yeah, they do have, Hoyer They me. do have Fitzpatrick. That's true. Forgot about but, that. Uh, Magic. Yeah, he bounced around. But, I mean, he, I mean, Hoyer got murdered in Cleveland. But I don't think that's a necessarily. But, I mean, he never no. really yeah, particularly really showed fault. out anywhere. Right. Yeah, like when oh, definitely not. To Cleveland, it wasn't his fault. They mm-hmm. sucked. I mean, it's just right. – but they did pretty good this year, though, man. Well, because, like, yeah. Hoyer was on the Cleveland Browns when they had no team, and he was getting killed. And then you got Hoyer on the Texans where they put all their money into defense, so he had no fucking offensive line, so he's running yep. for his life. So now it's like, bring him back here. If we need to send Hoyer out, he knows – he's, like, almost certain he's not going to get fucking massacred because you got guys like David Andrews, AJ's fucking doppelganger up front, you know, keeping him on his feet. You got to get that jersey, AJ. Like, I, I, like I'll pay for half. Listen, of I'm, get, it. I'm getting a home and an away. Are we still jersey. not cutting our hair? I'm not going to cut my hair. Okay. I'm going to trim it, but I'm not going to cut it. I'm going the whole year without cutting my hair, and we're oh, just yeah. going to donate our hair at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love um, that. Like I, but I'm going to buy. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm going to buy a David Andrews. Like jersey, I do. You have to. But I'm also going to buy a home Jets jersey of somebody. I don't That's know who fine. I want yet. And then my away jersey is going to be Le'Veon Bell, so I can add it to my collection of players that won't play for the Jets anymore. Perfect. Yeah. I like the plan. Perfect. I'll start the beard in the first the first regular season game, but the hair is already growing. So Yeah, I'm not cutting it till the full fucking Super Bowl's over. Then I'm just going to take it all the way down. That's what I usually do. I let my hair go from the beginning of the season. I don't cut it till at the end. And then I've donated it to Locks of Love a couple times. So Nice. Good charity. They do good work. Um, but anyway, back to football. How did you guys feel about Goskowski? Because my idea – okay, so he missed his first field goal. And it was yards. it was a dumpy miss, and I wasn't happy about it. I'm wondering, do you think the Pats should like bring in another guy to just specifically challenge Goskowski, like a guy who's only good at field goals? Because Jake Bailey could take Ryan Allen's job, but I think Goskowski's probably safe. I'm wondering if we should bring in another guy and let Steve kind of do something with his mechanics, man. Because like I I trust Goskowski with my life, but it's just like. It's these easy fucking kicks that's that okay. he just I fucking trust dumps him with the all over. Yarders, but it's the point after. It looks that... like AJ's about to like come his pants if he doesn't get to talk right Unpopular now. Unpopular opinion: I don't like Goskowski. Okay, that's fine. I fucking I just feel do like not his like confidence him. has been shaky. I don't like, especially him. after this last year. Which bums me out because I fucking love that dude. He's like going from him to Vinatieri was like there was no change. There was no change. Yeah. No. Like you need Goskowski to kick you a fifty-three yarder to win a game in, in the fucking Meadowlands against the Giants. He'll go out there and fucking. Cool as a fucking cool as a popsicle, and just go out there and fuck it up and just nail it. But it's like you ask, I him, did to love a, you ask him to hit a thirty-two yarder in the Super Bowl in the first quarter, and he fucking pushes it. Yeah. Well, it was going around that day. The kicker for well, the Rams. So how can you compare Vinatieri to Goskowski? Vinatieri would have never done that. If we needed Goskowski to win us a Super Bowl since he's been here, he could do it. He we've never had him. We've never had those, him those have thirty-two to. yarders or whatever, where he just mossed the damn things. Yep. Vinatieri would never, would have never have done that. Oh, but I know, but no, 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 no. dude, I've seen Vinatieri do that shit. I'm it was the same Gillette Stadium. I'm saying... No, AJ, this was like Hecker in the Super Bowl bad. Oh, he was. It was a Rough. 28 yard or two. It was a chip shot, and he literally it was the end zone with the bridge. You know what I'm talking about? And the yeah. the, the, the the whole area underneath it's wide open for right. cars coming out. He kicked it into there. That's like Eesh. 35 feet to the right of the right goalpost. Like, he just wow. fucking shanked the fuck out of that kick. Like, it was, like, I literally, when I saw that, I was like, Vinatieri might be old now. Like, that was bad. That was very, yeah. very it bad. It looked like his leg came off. Hey, at least we don't <laughs> yeah. have a Bears kicker, man. 
Come on, man. Cody Parkey. Well, they don't either. Cody Parkey, man. That guy. Yep. Cody Parkey forever. I fucking love Cody Parkey. That guy was awful. Awful. I did note down that Gostowski's name was spelled wrong on the back of his jersey for the preseason game. So that's pretty rough to look yeah, at. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. Did you guys hear about that? Gostowski's name was misspelled on his jersey. They forgot the K. It said, <laughs> it said, it said Gostowski. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a shot to the ego. <laughs> yeah, that'll really kick your confidence, man. Oh, man. Like, Lack of planning know. for sure. Because, yeah, I was listening to Zolak the other night, and they were talking about maybe, you know, carrying three quarterbacks and two punters. It's like, I don't know, man. Belichick's not into that. And, I mean, obviously, the, with the new rule, they can carry 54 this year because of that European development. As long as they have a European guy on there, and I know the Patriots have two of them right now. I love these position battles. That mentality, it just breeds. Yeah. They have to step up or they they might lose their job. Like, you have to step up. What yep. are we talking about? Because I was predisposed. We're still talking about Kostowski. Oh, yeah. I love that dude. We'll and I'm mad that, that he got his jersey fucked up because the dude's a legend. He's a fucking legend. Well, he's what? Leading the score on the Patriots? Yeah, he scored the most points in freaking Patriots history. Yep. Fucking Steve Goskowski out here just wiling out of control. Like you said, I mean, I... I, I feel calm when he's kicking a 50-yarder, but an extra point. I mean, he just seems to jag it to the left there, man, all the time. And it bums me out. But um, before we get into Pops and us, Jay, you got anything you want to bring up? Well, the contract, right? Yeah, we could do that. Jay, you want to do a contract talk here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, sweet. Uh, well, you can you can lead that one. And then yeah, I'm so I mean, pack this bowl here. <laughs> Love that. There's a... <laughs> So he re-signed this deal. So is it a one-and-one specifically? I'm going to pull up the specifics of it right now. But essentially, the controversy around this contract extension, I mean, what ended up happening in this whole thing at the end of the day is they just gave him more money. But what the automatic assumption for that is, for some silly reason that I can't really wrap my head around, is that he essentially is just being paid right now because it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, here, take all the money you want. We're moving on after this kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a, a safe assumption to make. Yeah, because basically he can just walk away at the end of the year, right? Right. And, so, I mean, I don't think that it helped that his house went up for sale, like, right at that point. Because, I mean, how many times have we all read into, oh, so-and-so bought a house in L.A. and now he's going there kind of thing. We've all been, you know, fooled by that whole cr- yeah, load of crap many, many times. I think him and Giselle were talking about, I, I read something, they were either going to move to Jersey or somewhere in Connecticut. I hope okay. they move to Greenwich because then I'll become best friends with Tom Brady. Hey. I think it just comes down go. to paying the man what he's due. He's been taking pay cuts year after year. He deserves some money. Yeah, I understand yep. that, but do you really want to see him go somewhere else for one or two years? I don't think he's going to go somewhere else for one or two I years. They're not going to why. why stop that naysaying talk right now. That man's going to retire a Patriot. If this, yeah. is his last year, this is his last year and he fucking retires. If, if y'all think Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is going to go play somewhere else. What? I don't know what Ron no. put in his weed, but it's fucking <laughs> up like shit for everybody. No. My God. The man's never. Kraft would never let Tom's that happen. done after this year, that's fine. fine. If he wants yeah. to call it a career, he's given me more joy than most things in my life have over the past 20 years of my existence. I'm 29. So he's given me. Two thirds of my life has just been like sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Every that's yeah, that kind of shit. Pretty good, so, yeah. It's just been nice. It's been nice being a Pats fan these past twenty years. And I've been a Pats it's fan a lot great. longer, man. So I, these are good years for me. I remember, 
I was telling just the other day, the first time I went to training camp was right before the 85 season. And it was 12 people at training camp, 12 people are like 12,000 or 1200. It's like, no, 12 people. And I was one, my sister-in-law, Cheryl, and my brother-in-law, Bobby there, that was three of them. So there was nine other people at training camp that year. Yeah. When me and AJ went there, it was 12,000. 12, <laughs> yeah. Is this the same training camp that you guys weren't able to get a media guide? What's that? What was it? Did you didn't you guys go to training camp recently and weren't able to get a media guide to know what the hell was going on? Oh yeah, we tried to get a fucking roster a fucking sheet. roster sheet. Yeah, the fucking the free things they give out, yeah. and everybody's like, "We're yeah. out of them." I'm like, "How many did you print? Three hundred? There's gonna be fucking a million people here. What the hell's the matter with you?" Also, we live in the year 2019. How the hell is there not a built like an app or some shit like that? Like with you can schedule just, yeah, and, you just like, like how the hell is that code thing? or something? And it just immediately brings you to just a roster printout on your phone. That makes way more fucking sense. Yeah. What are we doing? We're, we're solving problems, boys. What the? F- yeah, here we go. <laughs> Copyright that. Shit. Someone call it. Someone get the Patriots online, too. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Anyway, hell. sorry. I didn't mean to. Do- I meant to ask you guys that earlier, but uh, I wanted to make sure I'd heard that right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's horseshit. They we had like. The thing. We walked right. Well, because I wanted yeah. to get one for you, Dex. I know you always say you want me to grab shit whenever we go to training camp or the stadium. And I was like, yeah, Pops will like a roster sheet. Walk. The person in front of me got the last one. If that's the one of our problems this year, man, I can deal with it. Yeah, right? but, the, but the woman behind the thing was like, you walk up and you're like, you got roster sheet? She goes, oh, well, we just ran out, but they're sending some over. And it's like, yeah, when are they going to send some over? The next 20 oh. minutes? The next yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not waiting until 4 o'clock for a fucking roster printout. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care that much. But it would have yeah. been nice. Uh, apparently there wasn't room in Guys the... who have different numbers now, and I'm like, who the fuck are they throwing to? Who the fuck is this guy? Yep. Apparently there was uh, not room in the how. printing budget. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, they spent it all on Super Bowl rings. All the money they'd save uh, on paper, well, they could just fucking pay some dude in Silicon Valley to develop literally just a QR code that just leads only to a website that just has their that day's roster numbers. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Pretty easy. I just wanted all... to know who number fifty in camp was because there was three number fifties. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's here. it's been it's been good times for Brady. He went for, he went from making fifteen million to uh, twenty three. By the way, so yeah, know good pay raise for him. Day. Pretty good. Yeah, I like I like a good eight million dollar raise. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, not bad. I mean, I love those. You, you don't get them very often, but they're great when you do. Now, nah, man, that's like a Christmas <laughs> bonus for me, dude. We're, we're yeah, fair enough. Here. Fair. Yeah, yeah. A good point. The show's called Cheap Seats for a fucking reason. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so say if we oh, had if we had fucking money for season tickets, we'd probably have like a spot rented just for our studio because we'd have that kind of fucking money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no doubt. But now I just carry the fucking studio in my pocket till we need it. Oh, um, convenient. Yeah, no. Also, I do want to say this, and I don't know how you feel about this, J-Mac, but uh, let's clap it up, man. Jimmy Garoppolo coming back preseason week two. Good for him. Let's go, Love to Jimmy. see it. Love to see it. Fucking love me some Jimmy G. And yeah. I know we said this last year, and I'm going to say it again. Jimmy, congrats on the blowjob, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Congrats on that. Those don't I come, those don't the, come uh, often. I did watch the preseason game last night against the Cowboys. Man, I'll tell you, boys, it is fucking fantastic living in, in like, the Dallas area and just loving to to hate the Cowboys and just watching the fucking circus that is, like, Jerry Jones and just watching it and saying, like, man, glad that's not my fucking team. It is fantastic to watch. And uh, But, I mean, it's unbearable. Like, I can't listen to local radio here. I can't do any of that. 
But uh, so it was fantastic. Good thing we make a podcast then. Oh my god, so true, so true. And uh, so it's been great to watch like this whole Zeke thing unfold. Number one, but the fact that the Niners just beat the piss out of them last night in the preseason game felt really gratifying to me. And I can't wait to watch more of that and just watch everybody be so disgruntled here because that team fucking stinks and they are not going to win a Super Bowl in the Jerry Jones era. Absolutely fucking not. See, for me, it's kind of different. Like, the weeks that, like, the Patriots and the Jets win, like, we're we're happy around here. But for some reason, when the Patriots play the Bills, AJ goes full Pats fan. And there's, like, just this air of elation, like, going into Buffalo and then, like, leaving up 45. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. It's, so just, it's just something about, like, watching the Bills. Because the, the Bills and the Dolphins are the two teams that everyone here can agree on suck ass. Absolutely. Because you're a Jets fan and you're an Eagles fan. But I will say, the Dolphins and the Bills, just something about hating Buffalo and the Dolphins Feels good. just doing, like, just enough to go 8-8, eight and eight, disappoint their fans, and then get, like, pick 16 in the draft is, like, just this carousel nightmare that I just love because it's not my team because my team picks in the high twenties or if I'm lucky 32. Right. Yes. And even further back than that, I mean, the, the way that the Patriots wheel and deal the draft might be their best quality. And I, I just think they look for, you know, the actual value. They're not worried about trying to get, I mean, they're not taking a kicker in the second round, for example. Yeah. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Bucks. But <laughs> shout out to the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there you go. But they just uh I, I don't know. I, I just I love that I love seeing those teams get absolutely destroyed as well. And I, I always love those games on a Sunday where the Patriots just I mean, gang up on them in like the first half and the rest of the game is just on cruise control and you can just yeah, put your feet up and just enjoy the rest of it. It's great. Yeah, there's nothing better in Buffalo than like a Brian Hoyer fourth quarter. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, dude, we get a mafia. Brian Hoyer summer, dude. Like, I'm good with it. Like, <laughs> fucking A, man. All he's got to do is go out, just kneel the ball down, and just, like, nice handshake, dude. You guys suck. Dang, <laughs> you are terrible. Keep it going. I shouldn't even be out here right now. <laughs> Waste of time. Um, all right, so I wrote down a couple little things here. Um, the Lions Twitter the other night. I don't know, Jay, were you, were you thumbing around Lions Twitter on Thursday night like I was? A little bit, yeah. It, dude, it's right. always a riot. My favorite thing, and I told them about this, but I didn't tell you, Dad. The Lions posted a picture after the Patriots scored to make it 31 nothing, And they posted a picture of, like, the scoreboard and some, like, song lyrics or whatever up top about, like, yeah, it was fucking that, was that Bob Seger turned a page or whatever? Yeah. It was lyrics to that fucking song. And the top comment back was this guy, and he commented, he's, like, down 31, <laughs> right, or was it up by 31, right where we want him. <laughs> the funniest fucking thing I'd ever read. Like, it's just like fried him. down by fucking a million. Perfect. It's not like these odds. The, the other one that I saw, the, the, the Patriots were actually on local around here the other night with Scott Zolak, but I watched it again on the NFL channel. And they were actually doing a Detroit feed and they had the president of Detroit on there saying, oh yeah, we're excited about this year. All the talent we got. And, you know, we're trying, we still got season tickets available. <laughs> It's like not like the Patriots, man, where they sell out, you know, most of the season tickets every year, and then all the other tickets sell out in about eight minutes, you know. But it's like we still got season tickets available. We're really excited about our talent on the field this year. And and no one gives out. a fuck. So I'm glad you bring the Lions up because I have a question about Patricia. So 
Well, first of all, how do you guys generally feel about Patricia? Because it's always a mixed bag. About him as a defensive coordinator for the just, Patriots? Uh, no, I think he's proven as a defensive coordinator, but just as a general dude. I li- I mean, I liked Patricia. He just seemed like a guy who just wanted to come to work and, like, well, study and then just, like, go out and be like, check this shit out. And then he dialed – well, actually, no, it wasn't him. Never mind. Um, Different time. But – yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've always liked Patricia. He was a quiet dude. He just came to work, did his shit. No, no fucking scandals like in Miami with a guy like, what is it, blowing coke and then like telling a hooker like he's in love with her and shit. Yeah. Oh man, didn't that was do awesome. That while he was here, that was so, fucking awesome. It does kind of over his head right now, though. A little bit. I well, feel like it was. It's, it's like Josh McDaniel's first time as a head coach. I feel like that's yeah. how Matt's is going to go. They're going to go like seven and nine for three years, and then he's going to get fired and either come back or like go to college. And then get another head coaching job, and maybe like when he's like fifty-five or something. Well, did 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 you happen to notice that it seems like, I don't know, like some of the schemes are a lot different now that Patricia's gone. They seem to be, I don't know, scheming more or rushing more. It's like it seems yeah. like they put more pressure on the quarterback. It's because Gerard Mayo is a defensive coordinator. Since Matt Pat left, because I think sometimes he was just a little marshmallow at times. Well, because Gerard Mayo's going to see the talent they have, and he's going to go, oh, I remember being in this defense, and these guys were just as good, not better than I was. Just fucking full send all year. (laughs) Just full send. Suicide blitz on every play. Just play man coverage and suicide blitz every down. Just beat the goddamn door down. Exactly. Exactly. So the reason I ask, the the reason I ask, is because the strangest, like, I keep seeing these videos of him on Twitter. I'm sure you guys have seen these, too, of him, like, coming out onto the field on his four-wheeler. Yep. Very consistently. But he's always, like, weirdly by himself. And, like, I don't really get if it's a bit or what that's supposed to be. But I it's a it, really weird look. You're talking about just, like, being by himself on the field? Well, just no, more just, like, the fact that he just, like, Tends to like. There's one video in particular. I'll tag you guys in on Twitter. You guys can set it up from the the show account. Okay. But it's he basically just rolls out of the tunnel by himself, like on just a four wheeler, all the way to the sideline. And it's like, why? Well, did you, I, do, you I, do you know why he's on the four wheeler? No, I don't actually. Why he uh, he tore his Achilles working out a couple weeks ago, and he actually oh, had okay. I'm so if you notice, like um, okay. like there was a picture on Twitter after the game of Matt. Patricia coming out for his post-game press conference. They have him on one of those, like, rascal scooters, but it's, like, the one where you put your knee on it and you just kind of push yeah. the other leg. So he oh, has that nice. for inside, and then when during camp is when he had the surgery. So he's okay. on the quad because he can't walk on it. Because if you notice, even during the game, he was, like, behind the benches and shit, like, yeah. standing on something to see the field yeah. because it's, like, he can't – if some guy can't comes out, on it, he can't back up fast enough. Right. And obviously he can't leave a goddamn four-wheeler on the sideline. Yeah, they had him behind the right. jugs. Well, so and I, I guess that, all I, I mean about it, I would love that. so that makes sense. But I guess my point is like, he makes it, they make it look so awkward and I don't know why it feels awkward, but it, it almost feels to me like a symbolism of what that team kind of is yeah. I think as far as just a weird setting. I think like I actually, Dan, I think I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's just Matt's a little over his head right now. He doesn't yeah. really know how to take charge of like a whole team because before he just had to worry about like 12 guys. Now he's got to worry about like, Fucking well, ninety players plus like probably a third, like a twelve person to fifteen person coaching yeah. staff, and he has to take care of every single motherfucker. Well, I think so part of it's it a is a big fucking job. Yeah, exactly. I think part of it is the guy's a genius, man. A lot of these geniuses are socially awkward. That's true. They, 
they just i mean it's not that they yeah, look those guys down that like the guys that just, like studying they get used yeah. to just being by themselves and just kind of like yeah. i'll figure this out if i need you i'll ask for it's you it's not like he's looking down on people it's just that you know he's no. socially awkward i mean yeah because matt never was really the most social dude like at camp you'd see him like belichick would come over like what do we need to work on and then he just hand him his fucking notes that he just took from his right. notepad yep. and then that was it and he'd fuck off and matt would be there just with the linebackers and the defense entirely just by himself or like with maybe like one equipment guy just like acting as like a linebacker or something. Yep. And I, I guess that's why like it he feels still has the locker room. Like yeah. He doesn't. Right. And I guess that's why it feels weird to me because I know that that I mean that I you felt that and it was the perfect relationship for Belichick. It was the perfect kind of you know symbiotic thing that works for Bill perfectly. So I I, I respect that. I just I never saw him being a head coach. And I mean we talk about this all the time on our shows and stuff like. There are certain people that are just meant to be coordinators, and that is okay. Wade Phillips is one of those guys. Love Wade yep, Phillips. Yeah, Definitely meant to be a coordinator. But I'll tell you, it was great whenever he was the head coach in Dallas. Watching that whole thing, dive bomb was great to watch. Believe but, me, as an Eagles fan, I love watching them get shit on. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, yeah, because it was perfect with Bill, because neither one of them said much. Yeah. It was, no, it, 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 it is. all business, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing I wrong with that. I, I, I you got to respect it. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, but you almost feel bad for him, you know. Yeah, a little bit. He's in over his head for sure. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. I think Detroit's expecting is expecting too much from from. I think they're expecting already. him to be literally Billichek. Yeah. And yeah. it's not going to happen. And that's that's those are shoes that nobody can fucking fill. You can so try, that's a good and question. I'm sure Josh McDaniels is probably going to take over after Bill leaves, and I'm sure he'll do a serviceable job, but. When you take over a brand new team with nobody that you're used to and you have to be fucking Bill Belichick, it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, I just tore my Achilles on the treadmill. Yeah. AJ looks That's like he's going to shit curious, himself. Then. Okay. Is that your curious face? Yeah. Just lean over the table like you're going to rape me or something. All right. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> real rapey vibe there. No finger pop. It was like the low eyebrows. It was like I was, something was going to no, get put I, in me. So I was thinking, we've always thought that when Brady goes – Belichick goes. Uh-huh. So does that mean that you only have one more year potentially with Belichick? Could be. I mean, he hasn't signed a deal since, what, two years ago, and I think it was a three-year extension. That's all so we knew about it was it was a three-year contract. I could see them both oh. leaving at the same time, so we go from Brady Belichick to Josh and Jared. Yeah, but what's Belichick going to do? I think he wants to do this as much as his old man did, because his old man coached till he was, what, 80-something? Oh, if you think Bill's doing this for the fucking money anymore, you're out of your oh, fucking no. mind. Dude. He's right. just doing this to be like I'm literally Darth Vader, but I don't, I can't die. I'll live fucking forever in the annals of the NFL. And people will be like, you know who was really good? 300 years from now, if the planet's not on fire by then, you know, people are going to be like, Bill Belichick was a fucking monster. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, he, it, it seems like we've seen everything from him, but he always comes out with those wrinkles, man. At least four or five little things every year that's different. Dude, and... Bill is still a student of the game. Oh, yeah. He's because he watches, right. he watches ass loads of college football and he goes well that's a new formation someone's rolling out like urban meyer will come out with some new defense and he'll go oh we can fucking do that yeah and then he goes schemes it up and then the next day it's like because they were saying the patriots put in the night of the atlanta super bowl the patriots put in five new plays the night before the game they used four of them and they all worked for first downs four new plays like 18 hours before the biggest game of some of these guys' fucking lives. And Bill goes, Josh and I have an idea. Everybody to the fucking conference room. And they just walked through them. And they said they used them in the game. And they said four out. 
fucking worked. That's why he's the GOAT. He's the so best fucking right. ever. Nobody can fucking deny this anymore. I'm they, sorry. They have different so, teams every week. It's, yeah, it's, it's how ridiculous. Do you, how do you game plan for that? Belichick finds your shittiest point, and he goes, well, we're good at doing the thing that you're not good at stopping, so here we fucking go. Or we're about yeah. to be. Yeah, and he or we're going to expose the hell out of it. Torches people for a fucking billion yards, and they win by 30. Yep. So it's, it's interesting that you guys kind of have the take, though, that he like so is it kind of the understanding that he's gonna be gone because like so it's interesting being like a really big Patriots fan from a from afar just not being in it every day because my feeling almost is that Belichick is gonna want to prove that he can win without Brady at least once because wouldn't that be the ultimate fuck you wouldn't that be the ultimate fuck you on your way out the door and that would be so him that's my feeling on it I mean that would be nice but like See the only thing. Well, go ahead. But let's I'll say wait. let's say Brady goes out this year, right? This is Brady's last year. Next year, next year Belichick, Belichick goes in with freaking Stidham, and he wins a Super Bowl against. Who cares? You know what I mean? That yeah. would be the ultimate taking that rookie quarterback right. and winning a Super Bowl with this rookie quarterback, and mm-hmm. then going, "I don't need Tom Brady. See you guys. Yeah, peace out. I'm out. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's like oh. it's, it's like uh, SpongeBob leaving his office. Drop the mic. Doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then you see the door yep. close and the fingers go up on the other side of the door. That's, that's what Belichick's going to do. Just snap, 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 close the door, pop it back open, and then just leave. Or who's to say he's not going to want to, you know, like you said, when Brady's gone, who's to say he's not going to want to start another dynasty with another quarterback? Well, see, here's the thing, right. though, is that, see, I do agree with that. The only reason, and this this doesn't even, ha- well, this kind of has something to do with Belichick, but it doesn't really. Remember when Josh McDaniels took the Colts job and then all of a sudden just changed his mind and then signed like a four-year extension? Yep. With the fucking Patriots. Like, I feel like Bill said, like, yo, I got a year or two of this shit, and then I just want to fucking go out of my boat and live in Nantucket boy. and just be rich. Yep. You can take over because you're the you're my fucking protege. And I'm sure Bill's son Steve's going to stay on as a, at least a safeties coach because that kid's proven that he knows what he's fucking doing. Yep. But it's like, that's the only thing that makes me think when Brady leaves, Bill is going to go, Fuck it. I don't want to have to start back over and teach a brand new quarterback. Brady knows what I expected of him. I'm just going to go take my fucking eight, my eight or nine rings, my fucking milfed out girlfriend and just go home and spend time with my granddaughter and just go fishing every day. Yeah. But like you said, man, a guy like that, his mind is always constantly working on football. You think he's going to be able to retire? And He'll probably write a book. Settle down. He'll probably write a book when he retires. And I'm going to read the fuck out of that. I'm going to read that shit front to back like three times. Well, I'll sleep that. with that under my pillow. Fuck yeah. Almost, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sleep with that, but that'll be my, yeah. Yeah, my, my wife's very Christian. She can have her Bible. I'm just going to have Billichek's book on my nightstand. <laughs> That's your Bible. Touch it, give myself the Father, Son, Holy Spirit shit. Be like, yeah. tomorrow will be a good day. Right next to my Teddy Bruschi book. There you go. Right. Um, I have a story that I kind of want to talk about. This has nothing to do with the Patriots, but I'm sure, Jay, you've heard about this. That okay. Sheehy Giuseppe guy from the Browns. Do you hear about him? Love this the fucking story. This Love thing. this fucking guy, man. This guy was sleeping outside of Browns practice. He lied his way into getting a workout. Said that he was sleeping in um, 24-hour gyms, charging his phone at the laundromat. He got a fucking punt return for a touchdown in the NFL on yeah. Thursday night. In OBJ's cleats. Yeah. It was fucking that was insane. That was like the coolest story. The dude was like, I'm just going to get into the NFL. I'm just going to do it. And he just yeah, he fucking... the first time the guy touches the ball is a fucking touchdown. Like a punt return touchdown. It's just amazing, though, some of these backstories. Really They'll be amazing if they sign them. They will. The Browns aren't the dude, the Browns are doing anything they can to attract fans to their fucking stadium. And if that means shine, signing a guy like Sheehy Giuseppe, 
to like even just like a two-year deal and just have him do punt returns. The crowd will get up just for that guy. Hey, look at Vince Papali, like, right? Like money. right damn. Hey, just give him a rookie contract. Give him fucking two years. Just give him like a fucking rookie minimum contract, or maybe people just give him like give him like give him one and a half. People like these feel good yeah, stories, man. That's not bad. But all the assholes like A B and yeah, seven yeah, other guys, a year you know, you get these good stories you're, like you're this good. that make you feel good about watching the sport. And like exactly. I just brought up to Dan, you know, the Vince Papali story. You know, people like that blue collar, hardworking. Yeah. You know, Joe off the street, not somebody that's played football all their life. They don't make yeah. you know, Invincible is a movie based on a real thing. Yeah. Like. That yeah, can happen. Capali, yeah. It can fucking happen. And it, it did happen. I, it doesn't happen often. Not but... often, but it can and it does. I also like how diabolical he was in this. Like, he didn't just go around lying every chance he got, but he waited for the right moment and then just made his entrance with, a you know, a brisk, you know, bending of the truth, I would say. Because, I mean, he did turn around and go straight up to the Browns, like, scout or whatever and tell him, like, hey, I just lied to get in here, but I got to work out for you. Love that move. Yep. Absolutely. That's it's not like he hurt anybody. Right. No. Absolutely diabolical. Hey. Goodell would shit on himself if he actually heard that story, I'm sure. <laughs> I would hope Goodell would shit you guys on remember himself. That yeah. fucking, you guys remember that guy at Steelers camp last year? He just showed up in like a jersey number that no one had with shoulder pads and a Steelers helmet and cleats and shit and just walked onto the field because they thought he was a rookie. Now that's fucking funny. Everybody's yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? Maybe <laughs> with his new helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can actually talk about that quick, and then that'll pretty much yes. close it out because this is actually going to cut off at an hour anyway. Yep. We're, we're pushing about 50 minutes, but, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we should talk about how much of a fuck-up Adrian Brown is. Adrian, I can't even remember his name. I can't even remember his name, dude. He's a fucking second thought at this point. <laughs> my God, my high brain's like it's fucking Andrew. Andrew fucking. Yeah. How big is your head to be like, nope, I'm retiring because I can't wear my helmet? What a crybaby. Holy shit. I also love the other side of this. I love the other side of this, too, of the Raiders thinking they were going to get anything other than something like this from this guy. Absolutely. Dude, he showed showed his fucking true colors in Pittsburgh, and John Gruden went, well, I can fucking fix this. I was on ESPN. (laughs) How fast can I roll these guys? This is what you fucking get. Dude, my favorite thing from this whole thing, though, is this video on Twitter. It was like Antonio Brown, and it's like, if I can't use my old helmet, I'm never going to play football again. And then it was like NFL fans. And it was a video of Bender from Futurama laughing. And he was laughing. And what's, the, what's the girl's name space? The one, one eye. Yeah. Layla. 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 Yeah. He's laughing in her fucking face. And she said something and he's laughing in her face. And he goes, oh, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> and he fucking is like, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. You're a child. You're literally like, you're just like, you're a nine-year-old. Who, yeah, like, but, has to play, like, big boy football now. You can't play fucking with the shit you just sign up for yeah, and just, he, like, do it as, like, a he summer He was so league. used to people wiping his ass in Pittsburgh, man, that, you know, he figured it was going to continue. And people, there's with all this talent coming out now, man, he's going to be passe here pretty soon. Jacoby Myers is better than Antonio Brown. Hot takes forever. Ooh, look out. <laughs> I, I just feel like this is another conversation for another day because I know we're running short on time. But it's we've gotten to this place where – Players just want to stomp their feet and demand more money and all that. And it's exactly. like, that's, that's not how a contract fucking works. It's just not. And yeah. so it's an interesting place that we're at. And everybody wants to talk about the player empowerment era and all that. And uh, I just, I think there are teams that run the organizations better than others. And 
teams will, like players want to go to teams where they can win and they want to play with their friends. Those are the two main things they want to do. Money doesn't really matter when you're talking about the world of endorsement deals and shit like that. Yeah. So it's really interesting to watch teams continue to stumble into guys like this where it's like, what are you doing? Like, I love Sony Michelle, for example. I don't know that he's going to be a Patriot forever kind of thing. You know, like, it's it just, it's one of those things where that's how those end up going. Yep. Just can't let players throw tantrums like this and no. like back them up. No. Like, he's, like, a, that's literal, he's a literal baby. Like, he's like you empower them instant. when you do that. You give in to that behavior. It's very exactly. simple. Just don't do it. Yeah, and it's going to start the snowball effect, man. All these right. other players are going to be like, well, if he could do that, why can't I? And, you know. See, I was worried that I thought about this first. Like, this thought ran through my mind last night when I was high because I was thinking about this Antonio Brown shit. And I was like, what if Brady throws a piss fit about his helmet? Because I know he he would probably prefer to keep his old helmet. Because I know he has to change to a new one this year. And I'm like, what would Brady do in this situation? And I remember like, oh, he'd be a goddamn adult about it and just wear his other helmet. That's right. Yeah. I love I mean, you, Tom. <laughs> no, no, it's so true. And that I think that's my whole point is everybody's talking about how I mean, organizations are run very simply, and everybody wants to talk about how, like, you know, these guys need to be empowered and all that. And, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a give and take on all that. But at the end of the day, like, there are still contracts for a reason. These guys need to be able to fulfill these contracts when you sign them. And bitching about a helmet is not something that's acceptable, really. Exactly. It's pretty wild. It's accountable. Yeah, you put your ink on that paper, man. You got to stand by it. That's right. Also, I want to see what that helmet looked like. (laughs) Yeah. It can't be that different. No. It's it's the NFL. They can get the exact same thing. Every team can afford the, the every team can get the exact same thing. Just another example of the NFL seemingly shitting on itself by not thinking it thinking it through about what players might want or need though. So I mean there is that yeah. aspect of this as well. Yeah, they're they're very stupid people. But uh yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go through our rigmarole. What's up? Do you want to do some of these stats before we go off here? Just so uh, I mean, if you can, if you want to ramble them real quick, because i got to do our outro and then give Jay some time to talk about shit. And then, uh, All right, ahead. just one quick thing. I just want to get back to some of the Patriots. Um, Hoyer was 12 of 14, 147 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. At one point, he had nine straight completions. The man. Stidham was 14 of 24, 179 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He had 18 yards rushing also. Um <laughs> The total yards was 459 for the Patriots and 93 for Detroit. Jeez. The first oh, down boy. stats were 9 for 17 for the Patriots, 2 for 11 for Detroit. Time of possession was 38-46 for the Patriots, 21-14 for Detroit. And anybody that follows the Belichick drinking game, in the three-minute interview he had, he had 13 sips. Okay, I'm going to throw out a sabermetric. At one point, the Patriots had more sacks than the Lions had first downs. Boom. There's there's your fucking Boom. there's your fucking saber metric for this well, week. For the whole game. Yeah, no, it's big big fucking oof. Yeah. Um but all right, so I'm gonna just do this quick. Uh if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Cheap Seat Pod. If you want to follow the guys individually, it's at Justin Cheap Seat, at PD Cheap Seat, at AJ Cheap Seat, and at Dan underscore Cheap Seat. I mean you can follow Poolin too if you want at Poolin Cheap Seat P O U L I N. Uh he's not here this week. We probably won't hear from him until probably like week one, is my guess. Okay. Which kind of sucks because we need our our, our, our dude back. Our color commentary. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. That actually, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. No, that's actually no. That's a good. That's a good nickname. That's a great nickname. But uh, Jay, you got anything you want to uh, promote before we get out of here? Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter at jmacslm. Since we love media.com is my website. We have uh, 
uh, pods for baseball, basketball, football, and uh, some entertainment stuff as well. So check it out. And I hope I can have you boys on our shows here pretty soon. Uh, it's been been great ha- uh, being with you guys, and uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, absolutely, uh, man. We really appreciate you coming. I do. We'll have you on again, maybe uh, maybe after the first game. I know it's a later yeah. game, but you know, can't fucking wait, boys. Awesome, man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Yep, we'll see you. All right, guys. Peace out, everybody. Peace.